All right, guys, on the flies back, and today we are going to have a very special guest coming in just a few minutes uh, from a group that uh, has come along the last couple of, last, well, I guess four or five years. Uh, we'll get into that when uh, he gets in here. Uh, you know, I'm a Kiss fan. You check out my shirt. Destroyer. Destroyer shirt. And look, we're always talking about, you know, you hear all these podcasts, these kiss podcasts, these music podcasts talking about love to hear new music from kiss. And Paul Stanley is just adamant. It's not going to happen. And uh, (laughs) so the closest thing we got here is this band called classic 78, Tom Higgins, Joe McGinnis, and now, Anthrax drummer Charlie Benante, they somehow have captured not just the sound, but the feel of 70s Kiss. And I'm talking about Kiss when they were in the prime from 74 to 78. That's pretty much what it deals with. If you haven't had a chance, yeah, if you haven't heard of these guys and want to give it a try, uh, check them out at www.classic78.com. Go to Apple Music. You have to go to the store. It's not streaming. They've got three albums up there, two EPs, which that was the first ones. They did side one and side two. And then the newest, newest album is Phantoms. And I will tell you, I bought all three and didn't, didn't have a problem with it at all. It's... It's amazing to me how these guys sound so much like Paul, Gene, and Ace from the 70s. It, it's like, and here he comes right now. We're just about to get him in here. It's amazing how much they sound like the Kiss from the 70s. And I'm getting ready to add him in right now. Let's get him on here. Hello, hey. Higgins. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm good. Where I was just in the middle of talking about how freaking awesome it is that you guys captured the not just the sound, but the feel of '70s Kiss. It's, it's, and I mean, I remember the first time I heard it, and it's been. And I think I I don't know if I talked to you about three years ago, but I met. I immediately went and messaged you guys right away, talking about this. I don't even know what to say. You know, you can't get new music from Kiss anymore. So this is the best thing right here going. If you're a Kiss fan, and I've already talked about your website, Classic 78, talked about the new albums. Talk, tell me a little bit, how do you guys get that feel? And, uh, and I mean, because it sounds just like Kiss in the 70s, what, what you guys done. Well, uh, you know, we all grew up with that stuff. 
you know, I, I grew up, I, I was born in 1970. So I was a little kid when they, when they came out and uh, around 76, that's when I discovered them from the older, from the teenagers in the neighborhood. <laughs> and uh, that, that music was playing. That was the soundtrack to my childhood, you know? And uh, I, I, I heard what they were playing and then I saw the t-shirts and the posters that they were, you know, the, the, the older kids were, wearing and buying all that stuff. And I was just all in. So everything was all about these kiss guys on those, on these kiss records and just listening to it, listening to it. So by the time I actually got into guitar playing, I was pretty familiar with the tunes inside and out. And uh, the reason why I learned how to play guitar ACE in particular, but the band, I would never picked up a guitar or maybe not have gotten into music the way I have if it wasn't for those guys, you know, just good songs and it was dangerous. And, you know, I was too little to really get all that. I didn't even know what the hell half the songs were about. I just thought it was cool, you know, but, yeah. um, but basically that was, you know, that was it. So, you know, the thing is, is that um, they have a particular swagger or a particular style and uh, nobody makes that sound anymore, you know? Uh, and, no, they don't. And I thought, you know, maybe I, I wonder what it would be like if I tried to write a, a Kiss song, a 70s Kiss song, because I never I never did. I never even attempted to do that. And um, I, I put a couple things together just for fun. And it's like, hey, this is kind of this kind of works. And then I would play it to my friends and they would say, oh, is that unreleased Kiss stuff or is that new? Is that demos? What is that? So so that's how that uh, came about. So um, it was like, hey, if, if we if I have a couple of the songs, if we put this stuff together and record it and just really focus on trying to have that same vibe and that same feel. Um, maybe we uh, could release it for fun and see if it, see how people respond to it. And that's, that's what we did. But the, the key is to not inject yourself into it. You know, like if I'm playing an ace lead, I can't use licks that Tom would use, even though a lot of my playing mm -hmm. is based on ace, you know, uh, you know, uh, so, and it's the same thing with the drums and the vocals and all that stuff. If something just doesn't sound right or it doesn't sound close, then let's not, let's not use that, you know, that type of thing. That, it's interesting you say that because if you listen to this Phantom's new album and don't know Charlie Benante's playing drums, this is a guy from Anthrax. I mean, this is, doesn't sound like Charlie from Anthrax playing drums. So I'm sure he had to change his playing style a little bit to, to kind of suit what Peter played back then too. He, he certainly did. And, that, and that's what he wanted to do right from the, the start. As soon as, uh, as soon as uh, we talked and he expressed interest in, in, in playing on the album. Uh, we, you know, we, we asked him if he wanted to play on a couple songs, you know, I gave him a few things, you know, which one, if you like one of these, you know, would you like to play on it? And he just said, I want to play on everything you got. You know, so we didn't even so we didn't even bother, you know, uh, hitting up any other drummers, you know, to, to, to do this record. But, um, you know, he grew up on this stuff and he was literally. In the 70s, he was as a little kid, him and his friends were going to kiss his offices in New York City, you know, so when the rest of the world had no idea who these guys looked like, Charlie at 10 or 11 was standing in front of a coins office waiting for limos to pull up and hoping that maybe somebody in kiss would be you know, come out of the limo. And sure enough, that happened on several occasions, you know? Wow. And they would go up into the office, into the coins office, and they'd, you know, so whether it was Gene or Paul or Ace or Peter or whatever, they would just go into the city because I think he grew up in the Bronx. They'd go into the city and just wait on a Saturday and see what happens. And sure enough. So, you know, they he saw Kiss in 70s, 
six and 77, I think. And his, you know, uh, his friends and his bandmates, they all saw Kiss in the 70s. So he was ahead of me in terms of being able to go to those shows. I was a little too young. And then, uh, but he grew up on that stuff, you know, and, and Kiss Alive is, Kiss Alive is his, that's his end all be all for what Kiss is about. So when we needed to uh, apply the, those Peter type drums to this project, he already knew what, what he wanted to do, how he would interpret what he thinks is Peter Chris's personality, you know, and that's how that worked, you know. Yeah, I've heard yeah. him several, several interviews talk about, Alive was his his by far the greatest live album he's ever heard and, and his favorite Kiss album. So talk a little bit. You know, you say you were born in 70. I was born in 73. And at mm-hmm. the age of four, I was I had an older cousin that I was at their house. And all of a sudden he brings out this album Destroyer with these faces on there, these guys on there. And I'm just like looking like that. And then he starts playing it. And I was just, and I've been hooked ever since. I mean, it's, it's been a lifelong thing going on, what, 44 years now, but Mm. talk a little bit about your childhood. What, what was the first thing that got you into music? Was it Kiss that really got you into music? Like you said, you talked about, you probably would have never picked up a guitar, but were there any other bands that you listened to back then? Well, I remember, you know, being, you know, really like my mom and dad they were musical like my mom used to sing she taught herself how to play the ukulele you know we were just little babies you know but um and i remember that that might have been like a little bit of a tiny little subliminal influence to to, to gravitate towards the guitar but um and uh we always had music playing in the house but you know i had two older sisters and so stuff like um certainly the beatles and uh the partridge family that type of stuff, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and then, uh, you know, seeing the Kiss stuff was just, uh, that was just mind-blowing because of the image and the, and the songs and the sound of the, you know, the, there's a musical band who's doing, who looks like this, who's making this sound. It's just crazy to a little kid, you know? And, yeah. uh, you know, that's, you know, uh, I, there's a picture of me when I was three holding a righty guitar. I'm a lefty. So there's a picture of me when I was three standing in front of our fridge holding a righty, you know, toy guitar upside down because I was a lefty. So I automatically, <laughs> automatically turned it upside down. So I was obviously into guitar, <laughs> you know, that early, even though I had no idea what it was or what I was doing. But um, yeah, we, there was always music in the house and just so happens that Kiss was my thing. And then from Kiss, I went on to, you know, uh, Aerosmith and Foghat and Led Zeppelin oh, and stuff. Yeah. Because of Ace and because of Kiss, I I learned so many things that I could take a, a slight left turn and all of a sudden I'm, I'm doing Ted Nugent licks, you know, or take a slight, you know, uh, left turn or right turn and I could do some of the Aerosmith stuff, you know, because they, they all had the same influences as that some of them leaned on others, Jeff Beck and Jimmy Page and Clapton and Hendrix and Keith Richards. So, you know, because of Kiss and those records, and 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 because of their their playing and Ace's style, I was able. I already had the building blocks to go down all these other roads, and that goes into to Tom Kiefer from Cinderella or the Tesla yeah. guys, because they always had a foot in the '70s. So I kind of gravitated towards that towards that stuff, you know. But anyways, that's how they. That's how you know much of an influence they were for me in terms of. Uh, being able to just add 
building blocks to that and become a and, and become a better player because now I'm learning Joe Perry licks or I'm learning Hendrix licks because of the building blocks that I got from Strutter or watching you. You know what I mean? Just right. oh, it's, right. it's like this, but it's a little different. Or oh, he that he got that lick from Eric Clapton. I didn't realize that that type of thing. You know. So being a kid in the '70s, like I was, being a Kiss fan. Did you get into the whole merchandise thing? Like, did you have the Halloween costumes, the 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 white toy guitar, or anything like that? Yeah, um, you know what? There was a uh, there was a uh, there was a, a my best friend had all the records, and his mom, his birthdays, his Christmases, he got he didn't just get the 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 one, he got all four. You know, if there was four different colors of a thing, he got them all. Four. So because he got them by default, I. I got to spend time with those things too. So I didn't get the kiss dolls. I didn't get the lunchbox. I would have loved the lunchbox. I would like, I'd like the lunchbox now, but uh, you know uh, it was more about staring at the album covers and, and maybe somebody would have the alive two booklet, you know, and then I could stare at that, you know, and it will borrow that or whatever. It was just the music and the album covers and every once in a while, a, a poster or a magazine would come my way, but you know, uh, I wasn't, um, you know, I, I wasn't big. I wasn't, a, not only was I loud, I just don't think that it was going to be, uh, I'd be able to get the merch stuff. Kiss cards, they sold them down the corner store. So I was yeah. down there, yeah. you know, I, that was, that was, a, I could, I could swing that, you know. But I remember, um, I remember in 70, 78, I mailed five bucks for the, for the, uh, for the fan club. Oh yeah, um, and I bothered the UPS guy every every time he came down the street for, for it, it was probably nine months before I ever got anything. And uh, by the time I got it, I forgot that it was coming, and it came through the U.S. mail. It wasn't even UPS, so I was bothering the wrong shipping guy <laughs> the whole time. But uh, but yeah, it came in the mail, and that was the that was the thing that I actually, aside from buying kiss cards, that was the thing that I actually bought and right put a stamp on it as a as a as a eight-year-old kid and sent it away you know yeah i i had the lunchbox and I, i'm not gonna get it right now but over my shoulder lunchbox rusted out but i do still have the original thermos from that and i got cool. one of the yeah yeah that's that's like the one of the only things that i have left from back when i was a kid uh i'll tell you this story and i've told this before i don't know if you ever saw the white guitar the toy guitar Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, Bonehead right here decides, you know, you're always playing to the Kiss Alive and Alive 2 records. Bonehead right here decides it's going to be a good idea one day. You know, A sets his stuff on fire. He puts smoke bombs in his guitar. Let's put a smoke bomb in my guitar and we'll light oh, it up. Oh, man. Yeah. Plastic, big old <laughs> plastic ball after it was over with. I was like, oh, my gosh, I could shoot myself. You had a glow in the, you had a glow in the dark plastic ball at the end of that. Uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. What it was, what it amounted to. So, what was what was the first band you played in? Um, it would have just been a, it would have been a, like a, a cover cover band, yeah. Like, and I was always like a fill in guy. I'd I'd be able to play guitar or play bass. My buddy Rory, who was uh, he was the drummer on the first two right. seventy eight records. I've known him since 84. And um, so we were, he was, in, he was in bands from the day I met him. And then uh, I would fill in on with their band if they needed a, a utility guy to come in and do a gig and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I kind of got into the writing thing, you know, trying to get bands, trying to get uh, 
original bands going with the right guys, but it was always the wrong bass player or you can never find a singer that was right. It was just not, it just wasn't jiving. So I, I wasn't part of anything that had any kind of traction or, or that was uh, even regionally that was worthy of, of, of noting, you know, um, but I just kept playing the whole time. And, you know, I, I was in different bands at different points, but nothing, nothing to, uh, nothing that anybody would know or nothing to any regional or local notoriety, you know? All right. All right. So you talked a little bit about you played, you just started writing some Kiss songs from the seventies and you played some from your friends. Where did it go from there? I mean, it, 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 you got your buddy playing drums. Uh, and of course, uh, Joe, how, how did that come about where you got Joe in on it? Well, the tunes that I had written, I, I you know, uh, I had written, you know, songs that would require a gene or an ace and a paul and even a peter but um you know we needed a we needed a paul and uh just for the hell of it i looked online to see if anybody out there sounded like him and uh joe had some stuff on youtube of him doing some uh covers like he did a hundred thousand years i think uh i think he did tonight you belong to me I think he did that. And uh, right away, I was like, oh, this is the this is the guy, you know. So I emailed him and uh, uh, told him what I was doing, sent him a couple of the demos that I had done with me singing, you know, the Gene stuff, because I sing the Gene stuff and the Ace stuff, you know, the vocals that sound like those yeah. guys, just so he would kind of get what we're doing. And I sent him one of the Paul songs with me just doing a reference vocal so he could imagine himself singing to you know, he could hear the music that he'd ultimately be singing to and uh he jumped on it right away so he he got it and uh and he's a great guy and uh you know i don't know he doesn't his real singing voice doesn't really sound like that neither does mine um but how he's able to 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 do the paul thing is pretty uh pretty impressive only because there's if you think about every band that's been released every professional band that has released records since the day that Paul's been on the scene, there's nobody who came across sounding like him at all. You got people who sound no, like Bon no. Scott or tried to do a Steven Tyler thing or a Robert Plant thing or, or whatever, but nobody, there was never anybody who could get into the Paul Stanley thing and have it go, wow, that sounds like Paul Stanley. Well, some guys a little bit here and there, but not to the extent that he just had such, he, he just a unique voice you know, that nobody matched. So to hear, to hear this come out of, of some other dudes, you know, <laughs> vocal cords and, and be that close was, was pretty cool to find, you know? Yeah. And yeah. It, it's amazing. like I said, the first time, uh, and I can't even remember where I heard about you guys at, but they were like, they were just pushing it. Side one. I, wasn't that the first one? It came, side one came yeah, out. Side one. Yeah. And then, uh, so I was like, Went to check it out. I said, you know, okay, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. And then the, from the first of it, I was like, just the first guitar, I was like, oh my gosh. And then when it, it cranked into it, the vocals, and I said, I, I just kept listening, kept listening. I started messing with my brother. He's he not quite a biggest Kiss fan as I am. And he was like, is this Kiss from the 70s? And I said, no, it's not Kiss from the 70s. It's a band. And, uh, you know, man, I, I just can't, couldn't get over it. So, You'd put out side one, mm -hmm. and you know I, I I went back and listened to all these yesterday, uh, side one, side two, and Phantoms. Uh, but like I think my favorite on side one is Standing Tall, the the lead off, and I, that's the first one I listened to. But 
was it just planned to do side one and did you have side two already planned to put out or were you waiting to see what was the initial reception from side one well uh to, to do side one we didn't know if we'd ever do another one because we had no idea what you know whether 40 people would hear this thing or whether you know or, or we didn't know so um we just put those six out thinking that that would that would be it, you know, but if the response was good, then, you know, maybe we'd consider doing another one, but we had no idea what to expect. So uh, the response was great right out of the gate. You know, you basically post something on Facebook or you send something to a couple news groups and next, you know, it just gets passed around and passed around. But because of standing tall, like that's a very, to me, that's a, that's a definitive track. So it's good that we opened the, the first time anybody yeah. heard us yeah. would have been Matt. You got the riff. And then you got the gong, you know, yeah. comes in and then the drums kick in and then you hear Joe singing. And it's just, it's like, a you know, we get you, we're just hitting you with lefts and rights. And then, you know, uh, you know, the, the response to that was the, the whole thing was really good. And it got passed around and passed around and everybody wanted more and more and more. And, you know, we, we knew we'd do more at that point, but only if it was up to par with the rest of the stuff, you know, it, if, it, you know, at least is good, if not better. And to me, every album has certain standout pillar tracks. So, you know, on the first one, I think it's, this is just to me, Standing Tall and Streetwise and uh, yeah. mm -hmm. Rock and Roll You, you know, those are like the pillars of the of the record. And, and, you know, to me, and it changes every day. And then on the second record, we moved forward and we did a second record and it, and it was produced a little bit better. The, the quality of the drum tracks themselves, not in terms of the performances, but in terms of the sonics was an improvement. The guitar tones or vocals were essentially the same production value. But on the second one, uh, to me, uh, uh, Hot on Our Heels, uh, Jendel, American Made, and maybe even Victims, those are the yeah. pillars <laughs> to me. You know, those are those got... two. Those are the songs that give me chills, and it's like I have not, like I had nothing to do with it. I'm as a listener, I'm just hearing that and going wild. I've got Jindale, American Made, and Victims as my three favorite on on albums. I mean, it's just and and if you sit here and listen to some of them, and I know you guys probably did this on purpose, like please and tease. I hear a little bit of "See You in Your Dreams" in that, and it's just like uh, what was it? What you gonna do on the on the Phantoms album? It sounds a little bit like a. It's got a little bit of a kin to Larger Than Life. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of hear little things, and there's one song, and I, I forgot to write now, but there's like a intro. It sounds like it's it's got like a a riff in there that sounds like an All American Man, and I was like. You know these guys know what they're doing here. They're just um, sucking us right into it. On um, yeah, yeah, the the uh, the definitely with uh, with uh, what you're gonna do off the new album. That's a that's like a the vibe of larger than life. Um, and then it's all but it's also got elements of watching you and she in it to me. Right. You know the drums are a little bit busier than the larger than life uh, groove. Um, it, it's it's got uh, a little bit more funk and peter jazziness in it um and then you know this this you know the intro to show me your love is straight out of the paul stanley solo album book yes all yes. the songs all the paul songs on this new record are, are are highly influenced by his 78 solo album you know this definitely kiss stuff and it's like you know it's like 78 paul with hints of destroyer or dress to kill and, and you know but um 
you know, we, we, you know, we try to, we try to shape them in so it's a quality tune. And then we get to decorate it with these cool little flourishes and nuances that suck you, suck you in and make it, you know, make it uh, something new sound very familiar, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's what I love about it. All right. Let's talk a little bit about, well, let's talk a lot about this new album, Phantoms. And when I was going through yesterday and I was like, which I've listened to it and I wanted to listen to it again yesterday. So hard to pick a favorite song on here because all of these songs are great. Show Me Your Love, Fever Dream, uh, What You Gonna Do, Live in Fantasy Tonight. But, you know, I've always kind of been, uh, Ace has always been a favorite of mine. I love them all, but Ace has been a favorite. Smoke and Mirrors. I do not know how you do it, but from the start, as soon as I, I was driving down the road listening to it yesterday, and I heard heard it hit, and I was like, if you didn't know it, that was Ace Freely. I mean, if you did not know that, that was Ace Freely. I don't know how you do that, but how, how do you come up with that Ace voice? You know what? It's it's not um, it's not uh, it's not something that that was difficult. You know, I was singing his songs and. You know, uh, you know, in the past, I would sing, you know, Shock Me and Rip It Out and stuff like that or New York Groove. So I kind of knew I could kind of get in that uh, vicinity. But then when I knew I was going to be doing these, you know, the classic 78 thing, that's when you're really I could really, you know, uh, put that extra effort in and, and, and manipulate the way he would pronounce a word or, or the way he would stretch a vowel or, or, or add a consonant, the heart, like a D would, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be kind. It would be kind you know, he kind of puts yeah. these, like he's over a pronunciation, you know, over pronunciation, stuff like that. And he has that lazy, loose type of um, uh, delivery, you know, and it's just something that I, that I was able to achieve. And, and the gene voice was the surprise for me because I did that on the demo the first song I wrote to try to sound like a Kiss song and I just sang a Gene vocal and I was like wow I kind of I'm kind of kind of in there and then I just adjusted adjusted and my Gene is is less of the uh, quote-unquote cookie monster version it's more of the it's more it's somewhere between rock and roll over and the and the first three records and a little bit of his solo album he's got a little bit of a Beatle thing going on there uh, the way he says his R's and you know just certain things that it's a it's a slightly cleaner uh, vocal delivery on those records as opposed to just the growl of an almost human or something like that, you know, but um, the ACE stuff is that's right in my wheelhouse. And I want, I want to, you know, not to get heavy or deep on this stuff, but when we do this stuff, it's a little bit, it's a celebration of that sound and, and something that we're connected to because it's our soundtrack to our lives or because you just love the songs or whatever it is. But, you know, we're trying to make him proud, you know, which, you know, like when I when I do the ace stuff, I'm trying to do ace on his best day because the guy he's a different guy than he was then in terms of his uh, abilities or, his, you know, right. or whatever right. life is, you know, you know, 40, 50 years later, whatever. But back then, you know, people talk about him being a drunk back then and, blah, blah, you know, just blah, blah. the guy was on fire back then. They all were. They were they were well oiled yeah. machine, yeah. well rehearsed and they were just locked in. I haven't seen any bootleg where Ace torpedoed the show, you know, or sabotaged the show from from the 70s. They were on fire. Later on, that started to get in the way of his performances. But in the 70s, that's the guy I grew up with. That's the guy that made me want to play guitar. So when I do the Ace stuff. 
that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to live up to the 78 solo album. I'm trying to live up to a song as strong as Parasite or, or as cool as Rock and, uh, Rocket Ride or, or Shock Me. So I put, you know, we put a little bit of extra love into that stuff because I want to, I want to make it, I want people to, if they think about Ace, I want to think about a strong thing, you know, a, a positive, solid, you know, uh, delivery or performance, you know? Yeah. 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 And you definitely, you definitely do a great job with that. You, you guys, I know you, you have, you haven't really talked about touring because I know you, you guys, it, it's so hard. It would be hard for you to do, but what was it like playing at that Kiss Expo that you guys played at? I mean, that that's, that's a little different when you're playing live. How was that for you? Well, actually we were at the Expo, but just, we made an appearance, you know, to oh, okay. say hi. We, yeah. We didn't, we didn't perform. No, no. So, you know, we, we'd like to, you know, uh, yeah. it just has to be the right situation. And now that Charlie's involved, you know, it needs to be even more of a right situation because he's, you know, he's a hundred percent into this project and the, you know, the, the level of detail that he put into cutting his drum tracks, you know, he was pulling out snare drums from the seventies because that's what, <laughs> that's the sound that you need to get this. Yeah. And he was, you know, he, he set up his drums uh, in Peter's configuration so he could put himself in that you know, mindset and all that stuff. So, you know, um, and also we're older guys, so we're not 22 or 23, just, to, you know, well, let's just get out there and take whatever we can get, blah, blah, blah. It's more about the, you know, the music is, is the calling card. You know, the music is the logo. The music is the, is the, is the draw. But if we were to play live, it would just need to be the right scenario, you know, uh, event wise and financially, you know, nothing crazy, but I'm just saying, you know, you know, there's no, situation where you're going to go on and you know uh you know, his 20 you know his 200 tickets sell these and you guys can go on at nine you know none, none of that horse right shit you know what i mean but um you know we haven't people always talk about the kiss cruise we've never been approached by the kiss yes. cruise uh by management or by uh or, or, or the cruise management or kisses management um you know uh, certainly would we would be happy to take that call but that's that's been talked about constantly since the first record and we've never received a single uh inquiry and knowing what some of the bands on the bill have to do to do the show basically they're doing it for the opportunity to do it you know right. so you're getting five hundred dollars total over the course of five days and you know maybe you get to keep your t-shirt sales money or stuff like that that's not you know that's not something that uh, we'd be interested in but if if it's a situation where uh we're just filling the calendar or filling the, the schedule that's not going to work for us and number, you know, but if it's like, you know, you know, we, we think you have value and we want to, you know, we want to uh, take care of you and put you in, you know, you're not all sharing the same cabins, you know, you know, you do it the way, do whatever you do for extreme or enough's enough, that type of thing. And that's not just because it's Charlie who would potentially be doing the, the, the gigs. It's, it's, we're just, I'm 51. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this thing is about the music, and I don't want to do anything that's going to diminish the positive feeling that people have about this thing. You know, so if we play live, it's going to be it's going to be a home run. You know, um, and I'm not minimizing any of that or any or any bands that are doing that in order to have the opportunity to do it. I'm just saying, for me, I know that I'm past that in terms of what I would get out of that or what kind of impact it would have on the uh, on what we're doing, positive or negative, you know. So those are things that we think about. But if an, if, if we got if we do if we play live, an agent or a, a promoter 
that's where it's going to come from. Hey, we have this festival in September, blah, 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 you know, or there's a, so we have so-and-so going out on the road. Would you be interested in doing two weeks of dates with them? That type of thing. You know, Charlie's joked around about having anthrax, have us open for anthrax for a couple of shows, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, Joe McGinnis, our Paul Stanley, you know, uh, and guitar player, he's the lead guitar player in quarantine. You know, right. so he doesn't get, he, you know, I do all the leads in classic 78 and he just does the Paul role in, uh, in the band, but in quarantine, he's playing all that Bruce Kulik stuff. The guy's a brilliant guitar player, but, yeah. um, you know, he's very tight with Chris Jericho. You never know. Jericho might say, Hey, why don't you guys come and do my cruise? Or why don't you guys come out and do a week of shows with Fozzie? I'm, I'm saying that, that that's never, that hasn't been discussed. I'm just right. saying right. it's going to come organically through a promoter or an agent that feels as though, no, this would be good for our tour or this would be good for our event. Um, you know, if it's a kiss expo or if it's the kiss cruise, as long as the situation is solid and makes sense logistically and financially, um, that it's good business and it's a good quality situation. We're up for all those, uh, you know, all those discussions if they come, if they come our way, I know I went on a little bit there, but that's, that's the scoop. That's, that's, that's fine. Have you ever heard anything from any of the, any of the members from Gene Powell or Ace or Peter? We did. We heard, we didn't hear directly. Um, uh, when the first record came out about a month or two later, we got a, 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 a Facebook message from a friend of ours who is a friend of Paul's. And he just said, hey, listen, I just want to let you guys know that Paul loves this thing and he's sending it to all his friends he's playing it for all his friends right wow so you know i just want to let you guys know because it's really good and he's and he you know if he didn't like it he wouldn't be telling his friends about it you know so we were like wow we were like wow you know and that was a private message so we weren't going to post that on facebook and say oh by the way we just heard you know that was you know that was just a nice gesture that somebody made to let us know about that and then um and then uh uh chris jericho said something about on his on his uh, podcast he was interviewing paul at his house for the chris jericho uh talk is jericho podcast and uh they were either done with the interview or they before they did they they, before they did the interview they were playing uh the kiss pinball machine that's the only thing i guess paul has in his house that's kiss you know um and after they got through playing i guess paul said hey have you heard this classic 78 thing and then he played it for chris jericho you know and uh and then uh, finally, a, a mutual friend of, of uh, my one of my closest friends is an acquaintance of Paul. And he was talking to Paul about something else on text. And um, and then just for the hell of it, he asked Paul, hey, did you hear about this classic 78 thing? And Paul said some very kind things about it, not knowing that he knew who I, you know, the guy knew who I was. And um, basically, he, he he liked the idea that oh, he. he got kicked out of the idea that we captured the production and the song style and he heard the old band in the classic oh, 78 yeah. stuff and he liked uh he got a kick out of hearing how close joe sounded to the younger paul you know he said he's never heard anybody sound that close to him you know um and he and he was very kind and you know he uh, you know i always say that you know our stuff is we're not writing hits we're writing stuff that belongs on kiss records you know through our through our perception and so he wasn't threatened by the songwriting or anything like that, but he really enjoyed it. And he said he he enjoys it even just for the novelty of it. And the novelty of it being that we're making Kiss records and we're not even we're not Kiss. You know what I mean? So it was very cool. And then my buddy told him, well, actually, one of my best friends is 
put that together. And he said, well, tell them they did a great job. Make sure you tell them I said so, you know, so that's good. <laughs> that's good enough for me, you know. And then one last one, too, is um, uh, when Gene was doing his solo dates with the Talisman guys, you know, the, right. the, the right. residency guys, Jeremy and Ryan and uh, Philip and, and, uh, and uh, 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 those guys. So anyways, they were out doing gigs with him. And then on one of the shows, they had like a four hour bus ride from like the hotel to the next gig. So while they were on the bus, the, the, the band members had been turned on to Classic 78 by somebody else. We didn't know who they were. And then they played it for Gene on the bus. And then Gene flipped out. He was like, holy crap, what is this? You know? And then they told us, that, hey, just so you know, we just played your stuff for Gene. And he was like, wow. You know, he, he couldn't believe it. So, you know, we heard it's all happening organically at that time. And we've heard about it from kind people who want to share that information with us. You know, we don't we don't bother Doc. We don't I know how to get in touch with Gene and Paul. I, I, I don't bother them. The fact right. that they hear about it organically through the fan base or through their friends and that, and that they actually have a positive feeling about it. Because there's the first ones to tell you that if you want to hear what we sounded like in the 70s, then go listen to those records because we're not going to, you know, that's not who we are anymore. You know, we, you know, uh, you know it's, it's 40, 50 years later, you know. So, you know, uh, it's a cool, fun thing that we get to, a sound that we get to make that is very close to what they did. And we're doing it on purpose. Make, make no mistake. You know, it's not, we just don't happen to sound like that. We're purposely trying to get as close as we can with quality songs and new ideas um, and, uh, and release what we're happy with. And, you know, it's the fact that they had a good feeling about it. That's all I need. Cause it's all about, it's all coming from a place of respect and, and out of admiration, you know? Well, anybody that was a fan of Kiss in the 70s will, will flip out over this these three albums. I'm telling you. Uh, I was there. I, I may have been a young guy, but I remember very well. And I like every year, Christmas, Easter, there was a Kiss album in my hand. There was some kind of Kiss stuff. I grew up listening to it. You guys sound exactly like them. I, and I don't know what else to say to you. A couple of quick hitting questions. Who's your favorite member of Kiss? Um, it is Ace, you know, um, he, he's the one, they all caught my attention, but it, it, you know, as far as the first impression and, and the impression that, that I gravitated towards, um, I might've been too young. So I might've been a little bit frightened of Gene, you know, but, um, I don't know something about the guy with the silver on his face in the corner with the silver boots and that cool, you know, guitar playing those licks and stuff like that. I, I gravitated towards that. But, um, uh, you know, I don't, um, they're all, they're, they're such a, they're such an all important part of the, the, the thing. So I, I, yeah. I love what I love about Paul and I love what I love about Gene and I love what oh, I yeah. love about Peter, you know? So, but Ace was the one that I gravitated towards while I absorbed all of it, you know? Okay. Favorite Kiss song? Today I'd say King of the Nighttime World. You know, that's yeah, going to change. If you're like me, it changes rapidly, right? Yeah, in 15 minutes, it's going to change. But to, that that just, a, to me, that's a perfect song. Yeah, mine, mine right now is Black Diamond. But, Great song. Uh, favorite Kiss album? Um, it fluctuates because I, I usually yeah. pop back and forth between the first record and Rock and Roll Over. Um, but, uh, you know, if I had to press, I'd just have to say Rock and Roll Over, you know? Uh, that's that's me, too. That. Ace's guitar solos on that album, or I mean, he—I think that was his best playing of all, all the albums from the '70s, right there. Was "Rock and Roll Over." 
I agree. Um, the fact the fact that he doesn't have a song on the record at all, or didn't sing, or didn't write a lick, the, 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 he made his he put a stamp on that with all his lead work. It's just to me that's a quintessential yeah, yeah. Ace record without a single Ace lyric, vocal, or co-write on that record. Just perfect, perfect. Definitely. So, talk a little bit about your website, and I've got the the address up here: www.classic78.com. Uh, you're talking about we we talked a little bit yesterday. You're talking about a CD version of Phantoms coming out. What can you tell us about that? Oh yeah. <laughs> so you're you're getting the exclusive. Um, you know, Love we told the cover people, too. The cover yeah. is awesome. That was done by a guy named Claudio Bergerman, who's an artist out of uh, Northern California. He's actually from South America, but he's here in the states and he's a big Kiss fan. And uh, I saw some of his work online just as a, a fan. And uh, I reached out to him and then I found out that he actually just, he did the last Judas Priest record, uh, Firepower. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was like, oh, Christ, I, I, did, I, I didn't know that, you know, so I, I wasn't <laughs> sure if he'd be interested, but he's such a big Kiss fan and we hit it off and he got the idea and he, he, he took the concept and totally took it to another world. So, um, yeah, so we got that on, that's, that's coming out on CD. We announced it when we announced the record which we always do by surprise. We never let anybody know. Yeah, you definitely surprised me. <laughs> um, you know, it, so everybody can buy it on a, on a download at Amazon or in the iTunes store. Um, uh, but, and then at the time when we announced it, which was on January 6th, I think, we also told people that a, a, a CD of the album will be available sometime in February. So, um, you know, we just got them in and now we're just uh, finalizing how wow. we're going to do how we're going to uh do it and uh, awesome. get them out to you guys. And we'll make an announcement. And when we make that announcement, the day that we make that announcement, it means it's immediately available to buy. It's not a pre-order. It's not a send your money now. It's like, hey, the new album's available now, so you can jump in and get it if you want the physical copy. And the good part is, is that you do have a physical copy of this uh, great record, but also of this uh, phenomenal artwork. You know, yeah. it's just really, it's just really cool. I think the the quality of the record, and thank you for mentioning the how you couldn't pick a favorite song on this one because we worked really hard on the songs, and I think that those songs deserve an album cover like that, and that album cover deserves songs like that. You know, and I think it's just no a perfect, about it. perfect match. You know, uh, you know, it, it's just looking at, and I, I don't know about you. You grew up. You're a little bit older than me, not much, but yeah, we're the same the cd holding a hard copy in your hand i miss that so much with you know going to the record store picking it whether it was the vinyl the the cassette or the cd reading the liner notes i miss that so you know it's great that you got like spotify you've got apple music amazon it's great that you can get it right chance, but man do i miss that someday in the days of getting the heavy metal magazines the hip paraders the metal edge the circus I miss that so much, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I love technology like it is, but, or else I wouldn't be able to talk to you today. But I agree. Holding that hard copy in your hand. That's why I asked you yesterday. I said, you know, I, I hope there's a CD coming out. And, yeah, I will be, I will be getting one of those when it comes out. Um, any kind of merchandise you guys got? I know you talked about a t-shirt maybe. Yeah, we'll we'll probably do a shirt with the album cover on it, you know, the uh, the album art on it. Um and th that'll probably be it. You know, people have asked for that, you know. Yeah. Um 
But like I said, I think uh, the, one of the main things people are asking, they are asking for the physical copy. So we got the yeah. CD. And then uh, uh, also they're asking for vinyl, which is okay. something that which is something that we'll do. But the vinyl industry is so backlogged with uh, supplies uh, like the chemical, the, the plastic supplies are in demand. So there's a backlog there. And then uh, during the COVID uh, lockdowns and all the COVID times, a lot of orders for vinyl came in from artists, you know, so there's a larger demand than they anticipated. Now there's a supply issue with the, the plastic that they use to create the vinyl. So it's like a six to eight month, you know, backlog. And not only that, but if the, the, the firm that we is manufacturing our you know, small amount of vinyl, 500 or a thousand or whatever it is, when they get the order that Taylor Swift wants 300,000 vinyl, then we go to the bottom of the production list and then she goes to the top, which yeah. would make sense, right? So it's so, so potentially it could be 10 to 12 months before you would ever get something from a band, you know, of our stature, you know, being on the bottom of the food chain, but it's something we want to do. And if we do do a vinyl, um, there'll be a bonus track on it at least at least one bonus oh, wow. track. Yeah. So, uh, and obviously you'll have the larger component of the album cover and, and maybe a variation, uh, you know, uh, not on the album cover, but a variation of art, you know, on the back cover or sleeve or whatever, but definitely uh, one extra track that's not on the, the, the original release. Okay. With the reception of this album, the great reception you get, and any chance we see another album coming? Well, uh, probably. I mean, you, you know, we don't know what any of this really means in terms of the charts and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it, it charted number one on the iTunes, you know, rock albums for a couple of days. Right. And that was because of guys like you and the, and the Kiss fans out there. And then and it stuck on the charts for a good three weeks. Um, it was the number three bestseller on Amazon for like a week straight. And we charted in Brazil at number four. Uh, no, Brazil at number uh, eight, we charted in Canada at number 14, and we charted in uh, Australia at number 31 on the iTunes overall right. al overall albums chart, whether it was us or Johnny Cash or Taylor Swift, wow. you know, and, 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 on, and in America in the iTunes overall charts, we charted at number eight, you know, and we charted number one on the rock albums iTunes right. chart, you know, we have nothing to do with that. All we did was create a record and post it on Facebook, yeah. and all you guys whipped up the whipped up all those numbers by going after it and sharing it with each other to let everybody know that there's a new record out, you know? So, you know, obviously things are very promising in that regard. Um, and we'll know more as, you know, reports come in from sales figures and numbers and all that stuff, but we do have material. There's about 15 songs that are, that are written. Charlie's heard maybe four or five of them. And, and Joe has heard, four or five of them, but one of some of their four or five might be different than the ones Charlie heard and the ones, you know, whatever. So we could do a whole new studio record of nine or 10 songs, or we could do a live album, you know, manufacture a live album with sound effects and bombs and, and all that stuff of the material that we've released so far, plus another five or six songs live that nobody's heard and then do a side four of another four or five studio cuts, right? Or we could do a combination of, of those type of things. It's just really a matter of whether the uh, timing is right for, for each of us. And if everybody's feeling good about the material, um, you know, it, it is some great stuff that's already in the hopper 
that the guys like and and uh, that I feel strongly about. But there's a whole bunch of other stuff that I've got that I'm excited about that they haven't even heard yet. So, you know, I'll get it to them and then we'll see what happens. And it'll if we ever release anything, we're never going to tell you in advance. <laughs> You're always going to hear about it because that's the only thing we got. You know, we 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 have we have the element of surprise. You know, and when was the last time you had that? You know, when you bought a circus mag, when you bought circus magazine and you saw the advertise advertisement of the next Kiss record, that's when you you got that surprise. You didn't know it was Kiss record was coming until you read about it. And the only reason you found out about it is because on page forty of Circus magazine, you opened it up and there was the ad, and you were like, oh, you know, you got the element of surprise. You know, so we we like to wrap that element of surprise into being able to act on it. So not only you surprised that there's a new classic 78 record but you can get it right now you don't have to wait six months you don't have to listen to us release a single every month before the record even comes out you get to get it now and absorb it now and wrap that excitement of hearing about it into the excitement of listening to it for the first time and hopefully we're doing we're making you uh stirring up those old memories or those nostalgic nostalgic feelings that you would have got from those type of records and that's the whole point of it you know yeah, no doubt about it. You have done that. Uh, where else can they find you guys at? I know you get. We've got the website classic78.com. Yeah. Is there anywhere anywhere else yeah. they can find you on online? Yeah, if you go to Facebook, Facebook uh, uh, would be the the the, the best spot. Um, in addition to the, the website that you have there, so just classic78 on Facebook, and that's K L A S S I K, the number seven and number eight on Facebook, and all our news and you know any any our latest postings or info or anything will be on there and when we're ready to when we're ready to announce that this is available we'll we'll announce it on facebook and on uh, the, the website but facebook would be the best because that's the most immediate you know right well look i know i, I want to thank you for coming on i know i bugged you guys for about probably about a year or two ever since i heard the first album about coming on here and you always told me just be patient. We're, yeah, we yeah. got something coming. We got something coming. Be patient. When something's coming, we'll do it. And as soon as I saw it, I said, all right, I'm hitting them up. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm bugging them. I am so excited about this. Thank you so much for doing taking time out of your schedule and doing this. I really appreciate it. Um, anything else you got you guys got going on you want to talk about or um, no, um, you know, uh Charlie's uh from what I understand, Charlie's working on uh a new anthrax record it's something that they're, they're taking their time with uh joe is uh playing lead guitar with uh, quarantine with chris jericho and pj farley and and kurt uh I can't, wow I can't, uh spacing on his last name the drummer and then uh and they also have another guitar player in the band so now so they have two guitar players in that band now so they'll probably be releasing stuff you know more kiss covers and um you know we're just gonna we're just gonna enjoy this roll out the CD, see what opportunities might come outside of that. And then, uh, you know, hopefully, maybe, hopefully there'll be vinyl available, you know, sometime in late fall, Thanksgiving, Christmas time, you know, and that's it. But we want to thank everybody. And thank you, Stevie. I mean, cause you're right. We did talk for a bit before we had, yeah. I didn't want to come on unless we had something to talk about new. And I knew something was yeah. coming. I just, it just, especially with the COVID, we probably would have been talking July of 2020. Um, uh, but everything got, uh, you know, bumped aside, you know, to take care of the real important stuff in life. So, yeah, so uh, yeah. I, I appreciate you having me on and thank you to, uh, to you and your listeners and any KISS fans out there who appreciate the Classic 78 stuff. Yeah, guys, definitely check out Classic 78. 
Apple Music, Amazon. Uh, you can download it there. It's not streaming. It's download, but it's worth it. If you're a Kiss fan, it's definitely worth it. Uh, guys, thank you so much, Mr. Tom. I appreciate you coming on. Guys, that is Tom Higgins from Classic 78. Thank you, Stevie. All right, you still there? I'm here, yeah. All right, thank you, man. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. That, that was great. Was and, that the uh, end of the was that the end of your program? Yeah, that's it. That's it okay. right there. We're off. We're off. So um, we were just live? No, we didn't we, go live. I recorded it. I good. Uh, this StreamYard, I, I have messed with Zoom, but mm-hmm. I've I've noticed, I don't know if you you, you check out the shout out loudcast. Oh yeah. Time yeah, I noticed when they back in the day when they were doing like live drafts and all that, they were using StreamYard. I said, well, I'm going to give that a shot. And it seems to be working out better for me right now because I can put it on live on Facebook if I want to, but I didn't want to put that kind of pressure. <laughs> I didn't know how you would feel no, about that. No, that's cool. Well, plus you get but, to, um, you know, like if I got long-winded or, if, you know, because I tend to get long-winded, you can edit edit, edit whatever you want to edit, you know. I, fine that, I'm not I'm not touching anything of that, bud. You did. You Look, I'm telling you, I was worried I was going to get long-winded with you because I <laughs> – I can talk about <laughs> I can talk about Kiss stuff all night. Uh, like I said, I've been a diehard fan since that since my cousin showed me that Destroyer cover, and I'm yeah. wearing Destroyer shirt right now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I could I could get long winded with that. I I was afraid I was going to keep you too long. <laughs> no, no worry. So so here, so you do the sports show, right? Yeah, I do, do the final score. Yes, sir. And this is is this is this, this is final score too? This is on the fly, which is when you talk about other topics. This, Yes, sir. Gotcha. Yes, sir. How did you and know we, about the final score? Because your thing says final score on it, and I was like, "Oh, oh, oh okay. let me see what he let me see what he does." And then I saw, "Oh, that was the sports thing." And then you had final score two, which was what I, which was yeah, what, yeah. That's so. Then I was like, "Oh, what is what? Let me just see what what the difference is, or what you know how you differentiate." Well, see, so, when I when I first decided to do a, a music and like an entertainment one, I I just put the final score two. And I was like, you know, and my wife was thinking, you need to really come up with something different than the final score, too. And so I got some some friends of mine. We were talking back and forth. And Fly is my last name. Mm-hmm. And it's spelled T-H-E. So, it's a silent uh, they, uh, Yeah, yeah. I, the only – and I tell, I joke, when we go to, like, hosp- a hospital or we go somewhere where I have to get my name, and they call it Flythe. And I say, yeah, yeah. look, the only people that are Flythe or rich people or – People from way up north, and I'm not either one of them. I'm from <laughs> south, and I I am not rich by any means. That's funny. But, uh, yeah, the, the the I started with the sports show, and I I've done I look I've interviewed a lot of I'm a Steelers fan. I'm a diehard Steelers mm-hmm. fan. Have been about the same amount of time I have been a Kiss fan. I got to interview some some big time Steeler guys, and, and still working on getting some uh, some good interviews in here with That's them. Cool. But, you know, I, I'm trying to get better. Uh, this this internet thing is better now. I, it hindered me for a long time yeah. where I could only do phone calls, but it's a lot better now. And I, I like to be able to do this more than a phone call. No, it's it's cool. You know, a couple of the interviews that we've done have been StreamYard, and it seems to. I've been 
experienced any problems with it on my end. You know, this is new to me because we're just starting to do interviews. You know, before when we didn't, we just do written interviews. You know, right. or that's not that's not true. We've done some, but it was we always disguised, or it was just an audio. Yeah, yeah, that's audio interview. You know, that's why I asked you yesterday. I was like, okay, who? What do we need to do about that? Because yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know how y'all want to do about your anonymity. But uh, you know, I know what's y'all cool have is- been doing that. Yeah, what's cool is that because it's been four years and because, uh, you know, everybody's going to know who Charlie is just from his voice. And then and then, uh, you know, like I said, Joe's joined quarantine. And when he did that, you know, Chris Jericho took that over, you know, with his organization so they could promote it and all that stuff. And he asked Joe to give him, you know, Joe, give me your bio, you know, with uh, all the stuff that you're doing and stuff like that, because, you know, we're all going to include that on our packet, whatever. So Joe did it, but he he put everything he's done on there except the classic seventy-eight. So Jericho says, "Dude, what are you doing? You got to put classic seventy-eight on it. We're a Kiss tribute band. How could that's the calling card? What are you What are you doing?" He goes, "Well, I can't. We're not supposed to say who we are, and you know whatever." So then uh, Joe called me and he told me what was going. On. I said, "Of course, go ahead, have fun." Because I was just like, you know, you know, if if, if you know, people are digging the music. We you know since we with this record, because like I said, we came out uh, announced it on January sixth. And we've done a bunch of interviews like yours and stuff like that. And there hasn't been a single person who said, oh, they shouldn't have said anything. You know, you shouldn't have, uh, you know, you shouldn't have. I don't want to know who you are. They don't, because the music, the music is oh, yeah. still doing it, you know, because listen, when I, this is, this is something that I keep meaning to say on when I talk on these shows, but I keep, you know, I keep uh, forgetting. But like when you listen to this stuff, you could be flipping through your, your Alive 2 booklet listening to our stuff. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. I want you to think about Gene and Ace and Paul and Peter. I don't, I don't need you to think. I don't need I don't I don't need people to go out there and go listen to Tom play that guitar. I want them to go, holy shit, this sounds like a kiss record. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know you can flip through your kiss cards or grab your vinyl or, or pick out your, your 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 favorite kiss magazine that you saved from when you were eight. Flip yeah. through that thing and play our stuff. You, you're going to get the same vibes and stuff like that. So the fact that people are still the music is still um making them feel that way it they don't it doesn't it doesn't ruin it that they know it's charlie drumming or that they know it's me or joe you know what i mean so yeah, that's you guys you guys have definitely got and i and it, the music is one thing but when you sit there especially like side one and side two you hear the vinyl it's like it's playing on vinyl and, 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 yeah, and yeah, i'm yeah. like well the first time i heard that i was like Okay, when it, and then when that first song kicked in, I was like, "Man, are you yeah, we, and, yeah, we, and, and we, you're not lying. You sound y'all. You sound just like them from the seventies, guys." Yeah, we set you up good on the with the, on the first one with the vinyl, and we did the yeah. same thing on the second one with the vinyls. <laughs> you know, the, the needle. Yeah. But the reason, because uh, Joe McGinnis asked me about this, and he says, "So are we going to put the uh, uh, the vinyl side on?" And I said, "Actually, we we won't do that on this one because people will be able to make their own vinyl." sound when they buy the vinyl like because we'll actually you know and we're not going to do something for 60 bucks or something crazy if someone wants it they can get it for what the going rate is not some crazy built-in you know 70 dollar thing because you know whatever but you know so that's just kind of like a a a, a fun talking piece well how come you didn't put the how come you didn't put you're actually the first person to mention mention the the the, the vinyl scratching uh, on this cycle but nobody said how come you didn't put it on there but we didn't put it on there on purpose because we wanted to you know we just want to keep the momentum we want to keep the momentum going you know and i I think this i think this is the uh the 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 best way to do it is just keep people interested you know and enjoying the music and that's all you know you definitely got that Mm -hmm. i mean there 
You know, I'm on the uh, Shout It Out Live with Caster's Facebook page, and we were talking up there the other day about it. And I was like, Oh, cool! You know, these guys, these guys are incredible, and it, and Tom and Zeus love it. I, I'm oh, good. I'm surprised they haven't hit you guys up. That may be coming soon. I think it might be because Charlie uh, is buddies with them because he's been on this show yeah. once or twice. So I think he uh, he told me that he had sent them the record right off the bat. You know, so I'm I'm sure something will line up uh, with them at some point when they're you know when the schedule and, and, allows. You know, if you guys put out, I, I will. <laughs> you definitely got one right here. If you put out another album that will buy it, and I love the idea of the live stuff with the side four, like you were talking about that. that is, yeah, yeah. That's great. That would, oh God. If we did it that way, I think that would mean that's the last thing because it's a full live record. Right. Plus, plus live versions of songs that you've never heard before that we haven't released. So we'll make sure that there's new songs that are live on the live side. And then the, then the studio side, like side four, right? If we do it, if we do that, that's because that's the, that's, that's gonna the, be it. That's the grand finale, right? So, well, um, but be we, a good set off, send off. Yeah, we have a lot of different. Uh, we have a couple different ways to go, and you know, the good part is we we, we run this thing. We, this, there's no manager. There's no record label. There's no. I mean, we are the you know we are all that you know. So we yeah. don't have uh, a record label saying, well, you need to have something by the spring, or you know, well, we don't. We want to release it all on Spotify. No, I I don't want to have any part of that. You know, I want people to be able to to. Uh, people to be able to enjoy the record and, 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 you know, uh, if they really want it and they like it, they're not going to mind spending a buck a song for an eight song album. You know what, what it's side one and side two were what? $6 a piece. And then right. I think Phantoms was a little bit more, but I mean, really, I mean, you're not going to want to, I mean, I've spent more on useless crap than, than yeah, uh, yeah. on that. I mean, yeah, basically That's, it's a, it's a lunch, you know, you, you it's, yeah, it's, exactly. it's lunch money you know, these days, exactly. but and I, I don't, I didn't mind it. I didn't hesitate a bit when it came out, but, and when you talked about sending me the MP3s, I was like, he's no, nah, I, I, I've got that already. I bought, you, you don't know. I bought that the day yeah. it came out, bro. Yeah. but I appreciate the, the, the thought, but yeah, uh, well, you know, when, uh, you know, we'll, uh, I'll definitely get your, uh, I'll definitely get your ad, you know, just uh, Facebook me your address and I'll mail you uh, the, the physical CD, you know, I'll just send. I don't mind paying for them, bud. You already bought the. You already bought the other thing. You had us. You invited us on. It's been two and a half years since you've reached out to us. You know, we finally well, have something to talk look, about. I'd be happy to do it. It's not a problem. Okay. Well, I will definitely do it, but I don't mind buying. Uh, when I know the vinyl you don't. comes out, when the vinyl comes out, I'm buying the vinyl. So well, maybe, well, if if that then yeah. that's 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 fine. Or the next record, whatever happens next. But would, yeah, anything you guys put out, I'm buying. I'll put it that way. You just, All right. Just well, put we'll, it out there. We'll make sure that uh, we don't slip. We just have to. It has to be. It has to be strong. It has to be strong. That's all. And look, that was another thing. That was another thing when you told when you you guys were talking about it coming out. I said, okay, is this going to be able to live up to side one and side two? And when show me your love, when that intro come on, I was like, it. I I had goosebumps because I was like, this is. They've got the sound. I mean, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's like magic. Y'all got the sound to it, and. I didn't even know. To tell you the truth, I didn't even know Charlie was in the band when it came till after it came out. Yeah, nobody and did. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was we didn't say any we didn't say anything about any of us until a week after the record came out, and we just did that spontaneously. We, it wasn't like a big heavy discussion. It was just like, yeah, the, the music is so good at people, you know. And we've got to talk about it. And not only that is, you know, you have to you have to 
put the credits on the record for administrating publishing and sales and just for credit purposes if you know if right. something gets played online or or on a radio or, or on satellite they got to know who wrote the song so yeah so then your names yeah. have to kind of go on there you know yeah. so you, you know you can't put the names on there and then not so who's this higgins guy you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah how you know you, so anyways that's that's uh you know that's that's uh that was the beauty of it and again the record took off before anybody knew who was on it you know which was even yeah better. oh yeah i mean it, it, it's it's great man I, I can't say enough good things about it. i've got a friend of mine he's a he's a part-time professional wrestler in virginia and when i the, when I contacted you guys the first time and you said, let us do that, I told, I messaged him because he keeps up with my stuff. And he, I was like, dude, and I know he's a Kiss fan. I was like, dude, mm-hmm. I just got Classic 78. They're talking about doing an interview with me. And he was like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. And then <laughs> yesterday, after I talked to you, I messaged him. I said, Classic 78 tomorrow at 1 o'clock. And his only response was in all caps, yes. That's <laughs> Finally. Cool. That's cool. yeah, you've you've definitely got a big fan base out there, guys. Definitely. That's cool. That's cool. You know, if if you know, I don't know what the year is going to bring in terms of kiss events or any other events, but if you if if we end up participating in anything and there's nothing at all in the pipeline, that's right. That uh, that I'm not telling you about. But if because you don't, you just don't know what's going to come up. You know, and every day something new comes up. But if you know that we're going to be somewhere that you're going to be, just hit me up to make sure we say hi. You know, in person. I will, like but I will. I and I appreciate. It. I'll send you the address and everything. But uh, like I said, thank you so much, man, for taking the time out to do this. Uh, it, it's been great. I I love talk. I could talk to you all night, bud. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I, I appreciate right, that. Thank you so much, Stevie. I appreciate it. I'll, I'll send you the link uh, to everything when I when I get it up. Cool. Oh, real quick, what 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 is what are the main for, uh, platforms that you that you okay. stuff goes on? I'm on I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple. Uh, mm-hmm. There's one called Podchaser, Good Pods, yep. and then I've got my YouTube channel that the live the, all, the actual video version will go on. So, mm-hmm. but I'll send you the links to all that too. That way, I mean, if you want to share it on on your Facebook page, that's oh, I will. Fine. If not, I totally no, understand. I will. No, I will. But, uh, That's the whole point. Yeah, man, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, but let me know if anything comes up that you guys are getting ready to do. I, mean, I know you will more yeah. likely. And then uh, I'll, I'll definitely push whatever I can for you guys. I appreciate it, Stevie. All right, man. You have a good night. Take care, brother. You too. Bye-bye. See you.